I've tried a variety of different podcasting outlets. And the one thing that's always bothered me is the fact that I have to pay a monthly fee to do something that I love to do. And that's talk to the audience. But with Anchor, they make it simple and make it easy for you to do a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, and the most important thing right out of the shoot, it's free. F-R-E-E. Free. Wow. You can't beat free in this day of age. You can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So if you're sitting there and you have a thought, you're on the couch, you're in the bathroom, you're at work, just whip out your phone, download the Anchor app on your phone, hit the record button, you can be done, edit, and bam, you're set. It'll go to, if you have a Spotify account, Apple Podcast, and many, many more. And you know what the cool thing is? Another thing, cool thing, I know there's so many cool things here. You can make money from your podcast. It doesn't matter how many people listen, you can make money. For your one-stop shop, go to Anchor right now. Download the free, yes, once again, you keep hearing this word, everyone. Free, F-R-E-E, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. wife baby we done it we're rich baby conor mcgregor made us rich break out the red panties welcome to the walkway to fight club i am steven Milhausen. thank you guys for joining me and we have a great podcast today before i'm gonna spew my comes for a few minutes but no we're gonna be let's get right off with it we're gonna be joined by bellator president Scott Coker, we talk about, I wrote a great article on Scott for thezonenews.com and just talked about the, the process of canceling the card, why he canceled it, paying the fighters, which I thought was fantastic, something the UFC can learn from. And I'm not going to get on a big hatery crusade about it, but I that's something, and I'm going to get into that next week. I'll We'll have a journalist on and we'll, we'll talk about that. But, you know, just the thought process behind that, and a whole lot more, but Scott Scott Coker was absolutely fantastic. But it just before we even else get going, and just want to say, hope everyone's doing okay. You know, with the coronavirus going on, I know everyone is in their house. I've been in the house. I'm in my house for a living, and I have been getting bombarded with, oh, how do you do it? How do you work from home? I can't do this. A, a very forgiving wife, two fantastic children. That's how I do it, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, it's like I'm just used to it by now. It's not like something that was just thrust upon me like it is for a lot of you. And I get it. It's You feel like you're trapped in a jail and you can't get out. And it's like you're serving a sentence. And But the end is going to be near. And I and I, I keep emphasizing this. that every, I, Everyone wants to see MMA. Everyone wants to see boxing. Everyone wants to see pro... You know, we're seeing pro wrestling. You know, everyone misses MMA, everyone misses pro boxing, professional boxing, and mixed martial arts. And we all miss it. We all miss the UFC. We all miss Bellator. We all miss boxing, whether it's top rank, the zone cards, through matchroom boxing, Golden Boy, top rank, PBC. We all miss it. Health and safety should be first. I don't care what anyone says. If you, I'm sorry, I don't want to get sick. I don't want my wife getting sick. I don't want my children getting sick. I don't want my mother or my my mother and father and all or any of. Although I don't want any of them to get sick. Plain and simple, that's the bottom line. I don't want anyone in my life getting sick. If no one can deal with that tough crap, I don't know what to tell you. But I don't want to get sick. There shouldn't be fights. Right now, the, the mere mention of UFC 249 makes me absolutely sick to my stomach. Do I want to see Tony and Khabib? Oh my god, yeah. I've been waiting for this fight for a very long time. Way too long. Longer than I have... It's been going on longer than 
I had my first child, and he's three years old. He's three and a half. But longer than that. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see him duke it out. Who is the best lightweight in the world? Who is, pound for pound, the best fighter in the world today? A lot of questions will be answered. But I'm not in the mood to see these guys duke it out and risk their health. It's not worth it. There's nothing that's worth it. Period. If someone wants to try to explain to me how it's worth it, now people will say, oh, the paycheck, blah, and I, that's on the UFC. Instead of paying $300 million dividends to the parent owner endeavor, handing out money to all these investors in the UFC, instead of paying the fighters and fighters being afraid, yeah, you're in a fighter saying, yeah, I want to fight, because they're afraid they're not going to get paid. At the end of the day, they should be paid. It's a shame, and I have had this confirmed. I've talked to sparks of the, certain sections of fighters from each from the card in Colum- the card last week who was supposed to be in London to this Saturday's card in Colum- that was supposed to be in Columbus, then the card that was set for April 11th out in Portland. They haven't been paid. That's garbage. Instead of handing out three hundred million dollars. And now your company is not looking good. So I'm handing all the money you made in the last year. So I'm handing it out to the fighters that deserve it. Who risked their lives. To, who shed the blood, sweat, and tears. Through training camp. And getting into that octagon. They deserve it. Bellator did the right thing. They paid their fighters. That, and for anyone that says, well. all oh, you know, you're shilling out because they're on zone. You're a zone employee. This is not a zone sponsored podcast. This is a Steve Mielhausen production. That is my view, my opinion. You don't like it, I don't care. Bellator did the right thing. Scott Coker did the humane thing. The fact Dana White can't get it can't get that together. I know he's probably feeling the pressure. Hey, you gotta hunt out fights, but it's like it's not human lives, not just the fighters we're looking at, all the production people. This you're like the PR who's fantastic. The announced team who was also fantastic. It's like all these great people who work hard to make the UFC engine go. That's not worth it. Sorry, it's not. When we get to go ahead and say, hey, you know what? Things are Everything's okay. Life will go on. Then let's get on with our lives. If we can't figure out what to do at home, if we can't spend whether it's time with our kids, our girlfriends, wives, you know, or whoever you're living with, if you can't, f- there's plenty of television. There's everyone's got internet, everyone's got phones. There's plenty of TV going on. If you can't keep yourself busy for a minute until the world gets back, till this country gets back to where it needs to be, you should be ashamed of yourself because the it, we will see fights again. I, and I've made this abundantly clear, and, I said, and Scott Coker said it to me. And I and I said the same thing. I, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. The light's pretty far. But I could see it. Does that mean next week? Like our great president says? And I was facetious about that, by the way. No. By Easter? No. There's a podcast I'll have next week with Sergio Mora. And we were very optimistic on our timelines of when we would see. I was a little more optimistic than Sergio Mora was. I'll put it that way. But God use common sense, guys. If they say don't be getting in more groups of more than 10, 25, or 50, don't do it. Is it is it it's not that hard. It's not worth getting sick. Yeah, I know it's one two percent of people are dying. But I, why risk that? It's not. It's, they're just fights. And in the grand scheme of things, I love this for a living. There's nothing else I would rather do. I've been doing this almost 10 years. This is the greatest, and it's not even a job. I can splat my gums and write awesome stuff. And write great stuff and write articles and whether it's a feature or a Q&A or just a news piece and and talk to the best fighters and analysts and heads of organizations in the world. There's no fight that's worth it. 
I don't want to see these fighters get hurt. It, it was hard watching that Brazil card almost two weeks ago, a little more, a little less than two weeks ago. That was hard. Because you're worried about their health. You're worried about their safety. You're doing this for what? Yeah, you're doing it to get paid. I was like, I'm watching this and I'm feeling disgusted. It's like, okay. If everything was fine in the world, things were great, things were dandy, heck, I'd be having the time of my life. I still, it was a good, the last three fights were really good. That main card was pretty good. But I felt dirty watching it. And I don't want to feel that way covering sports I love. It's hard watching WWE. It's hard watching empty arena matches, even though we're getting great promos. Promos are great. AEW is putting on a great show. WWE is being WWE. But at least in WWE, we're seeing great promos. I think the promos have been very strong. Um, And that's with no fans. So it's like, it's so weird watching a show with no fans. And my mind just like keeps like spinning in my mind. But when will we see fights again? I think it's not going to be soon. You will hear my response to that next week when you hear the interview with Sergio Mora who I just talked, got off the phone with. That was a great interview. Good way to spend the end of my workday on a Thursday. 4.28 Central Time. That, no, that was definitely a great interview. I look forward to that. And it was like, just like it was with Scott. It was a fantastic end. But what am I doing during my quarantine? Man, I ask this a lot. Um, same thing as I did before. Really? You know, just I'll work a certain time of the day. I'll go hang playing with my kids or I'll watch TV or I'm doing research for I'm kind of scanning the phone, making, seeing what's going on. See, I need to get a hold of anybody. We went outside yesterday. That was great. It was beautiful here in Chicago. It was 60 degrees. My kid, we went for a nice walk. That's what it's all about, man. You get to spend more time with your kids when there's nothing wrong with that. I love being a dad. And to me, being a dad is, being a dad is the greatest joy I'll ever have on just a personal level. Doing what I do for a living is the great is my life's fulfillment. And if you can't have fun with your family, and I know wives and can be annoying, you can get mad at your kids, and I get it. There's times I get mad at my kids, there's times I get mad at my wife. But you know what though? When I you look at the world and what's going on in the world right now, this is a whole lot worse than any other issue that you can be having at home. So enjoy this time, you know, because, yeah, it's not ideal, but you learn a lot. <laughs> you learn a lot. I've learned a lot in, like, two weeks just about about life in general. And life is more precious than we – I think we take life for granted. And we, in this situation, I think we've really taken it for granted. Especially when you – of how much people love mixed martial arts, how much people love boxing, how much people love pro wrestling. It's – Three different sports, but all intertwined in a certain way. And I think that's the right way to go about it. It really is. I, you know, and I'm looking forward to that. You know, And one day it's gonna, we're going to get everything back to normal. Sooner rather than later, hopefully. And you know what? We'll back be rocking and rolling, kicking butt and taking names. But before we jo- are joined by Scott Coker, um, got to talk a little bit real quickly about John Jones and this guy. Arrested again. I thought it was a joke. God sent a message saying, hey, this, I'm like, oh, and I wrote about it for zone News. So go to DAZN News, DAZN.com backslash news um, or forward slash. I always get that crap confused. But again, yes, again, how, uh, as I knock over my water bottle, how, why, what are you doing? You moron. It just makes zero sense. Rested in early Thursday morning in Albuquerque, New Mexico for aggravated DWI. Uh, open container of alcohol. He had a weapon. He had a black handgun under his seat. And he had no proof of insurance. We all know the litany of problems John has had and DUIs and hitting telephone utility poles and wrecking his Bentley sideways and um, 
hitting the pregnant woman and getting in that hit and run accident in New Mexico four years ago and then the drag racing incident. And it's just like snorting cocaine and it's failing drug tests. And it's like, just when like you felt and we keep getting, we keep getting bamboozled by this guy. We keep getting hoodwinked by him. And the fact that you want to believe him, he's saying and doing, he's actually doing the right things this time. He's doing great. That's like, John, come on. And then I hear this news today, and he'll, he's got a, he's got a hearing, a bond, some type of hearing on uh, April the 8th in New Mexico. And that's just like, why? How do you not have a driver by this point? It's not like this guy's making what we're making. He's not making. He's not making minimum wage. He's not making reporter money. He's making top athlete money in his sport. And the fighters should be getting more. What MMA fighters get paid is utterly ridiculous, but that's for another time. But it's just like, come on. Come on. What, get it. How can you have a driver? Call an Uber. A Lyft. A taxi cab. Call your fiance. Hey, I had a little bit too much to drink. How about you pick me up? Something isn't right because it all started with the officers were responding to a gunshot. The gun was loaded. The gun, there were bullets, there were shell casings found. It's like, what was he trying to do? I think that's the bigger thing no one's thinking about here either. And I just thought of it now. I should have thought of it a while ago. But what was he doing with the gun? What? prompting him to shoot it why was he drinking was he trying to kill himself it seems like there's something severely wrong here that no one's willing to admit and no one wants to say and i someone around him he's got two great brothers who are professional football players his dad you know, he's got a good, you know, I know I rail his management team like no other, but that's a good management team. Malky Kawa, Abraham Kawa, first round management. It's a good, he's got a good management group, a very supportive management group. He and he needs some help. Someone's got to tell him, go to rehab. You have a problem. He's got a problem. I think he's going to go to jail. I really do. There's a video I watched today, um, Brett Akamoto from ESPN.com put up a video of his last incident with this when he got arrested with the hit and run. and was, Or there was an alcohol issue or something. It was like, I don't want to see you here again. and You know they're watching him. And it's like, you keep putting, you keep tripping over yourself. You can't get out of your own way. But why? He's got a problem. I seriously think he has a mental issue. You don't make this, you don't make continuously make these mistakes without having some type of mental issue. Alcoholism is a mental issue. Abusing drugs, some type of mental health issue. At the end of the day, that's what it is. But he's got to get out of his own way. And right now, he's not doing that. He needs some help. I pray to God he gets help. Someone needs to help him. The UFC should help. God dang it, UFC. Help him. It's ridiculous. No reason they shouldn't be helping him. He's done a lot for your company. Pound for pound, the, perhaps the greatest fighter of all time. And he's going to he keeps screwing it up. He makes it hard to believe in him. And I've talked to John. I love John. I think John's great. Great to talk to. Always willing and able to answer the questions. But this question he's got to answer to himself. Am I willing to get help? Can I accept that I have a problem? That's an issue. You can't keep getting, you can't have multiple alcohol related arrests. So hopefully, I pray to God, John Jones gets some help because he, he, he needs it. Someone has to be there for him in this instance and get him some damn help. Please, get him some damn help. Um, 
my good no. Let's go, and then it's on a good note before we talk to the great Scott, to the Bellator president, the promoter of 34 years, which I learned in our chat last week, the one and only Scott Coker. Everyone that downloaded and subscribed to the John Moxley podcast, thank you. My goodness, we set the internet on fire with that one. And of course, we debut that, and then all this other stuff comes out. So it was like, I wanted to kind of let it set down a little bit, and then we can get into rearing back. But now we're going to start rearing back here. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. We're going to have a WrestleMania preview next week um, with a special guy. So a rising talent in the media game. So I definitely want to want to give him an opportunity. A great guy. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a preview of WrestleMania. Um, along with a pro wrestling promoter, who an independent wrestling promoter by the name of Danny Daniels from AAW, one of the top indie promotions in the world based out of here in Chicago. And we talked a lot, talked recently, and I wanted to really, I was debating whether to air that, and I want to air it because I still feel bad right now what's going on with indie wrestling, especially with WrestleMania week next week, and I think it's a big deal, and of how much money they've lost, and the struggle of the independent promotion not being like a WWE or an AEW, and the fact that they have to air, they make their money on ticket sales and merch and stuff like that, where they don't have these lucrative television deals. So I wanted to talk to him, the co-owner of AAW Pro Wrestling, Danny Daniels. So we'll have him on along with our WrestleMania preview with an up-and-rising journalist who I'm looking forward to. We'll also have a chat with Sergio Mora next week as we will discuss uh, the world of boxing, his rise from world champion to becoming, in my mind, the best analyst in the game. And I don't say that because he is an analyst on his own. He's legitimately an unbelievable analyst and isn't afraid to speak his mind on how he feels about the sport of boxing. So we got a lot with Sergio Mora, but the, for now with Scott Coker, a lot of great stuff with Scott here. We talk about what he's doing in quarantine. Think about that. I tell a fight promoter, Hey, you got to stay in your house in California is just about as bad as Illinois. It's worse than Illinois, but Illinois is getting right out there. But California, one of the, like an emergency disaster declaration or something. Disaster emergency. I forget like the whole thing, but they're still in their house. I mean, in their house for like another couple of weeks. So hopefully things in California can get back to somewhat normalcy sooner rather than later as well. We'll talk about what does Scott Coker do? The fight promoter do? Now he's corn <laughs> under house arrest more or less. So we talk about that. Canceling the car, postponing the card. I know I hate saying the word cancel. We'll talk about Michael Chandler. And, and a whole lot more. It's a very informative conversation. I think a very... Usually I don't talk, get into human interest stuff, but I just everything going on in the world makes you kind of realize there's more than, than just the fight promoter putting on fights. Like They're human beings as well at the end of the day, and if you unpeel the layers of the... T- the layers of the onion, there's something there. And there's definitely... I learned a lot about Scott Coker, and I've been talking to Scott for 10 years. I definitely learned a lot about Scott Coker in this interview, and I'm going to beat him in golf. If that June 6th card happens here in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen, Scott Coker, I'm telling you now, I'm beating you in golf. We're going to golf, and I'm going to beat your ass. Plain and simple. Bottom line, I'm beating you in the game of golf. Whether it's mini golf, chipping, or or what. Um, or in the, in the driving range and hit the most targets humanly possible. I'm going to win. But everyone that listens to the Moxley podcast, download subscribe, rate, give me five stars, leave some comments. I, I need some more comments, man. Come on. I don't, I don't have any. Leave some comments. Rate me five stars. Please listen, download, tell your friends, follow us on Twitter at Walkway Fight Club, Walkway Fight, Facebook, just search the Walkway to Fight Club, like us. We'll be pumped. The goal is to pump out three podcasts a week, starting next week, because there's a not my schedule. I have an organized schedule. I don't. My schedule's not all over the place anymore. So I have set times to where I work now, so I can provide more for you guys. So I'll definitely do that. But download, subscribe, rate. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. Just search the Walkaway to Fight Club. We got stuff up with John Moxley, Mario Lopez, and now this one with the one and only Scott Coker. Scott, how are you? Scott, how are you? I am, uh, I am, I am in California under quarantine. <laughs> we were just, me and Ryan were just talking about that. So, what does a Scott Coker do while he's quarantined and told he cannot go out really do too much? 
it's a, it is this is driving me crazy because usually uh, you know I'm uh, working and and running this company and you know to do it from home it's you know we don't have a lot of fights going on right now I mean everything's kind of on hold as you know but uh, you know I just told my guys stay sharp and you know get ready because uh, you know hopefully this thing will. Uh, have a, a shelf life, and then we'll be back to back to uh, promoting fights, things that we love to do. Is it amazing in the fact that little less than two weeks ago, you were, it was the big presser in New York. You're getting ready to hold a fight card, and now you look at you had to cancel the card. California now is under basically everyone's under house arrest, and now me and Ryan were just talking, and the same thing is going on right now in New York. It's just so weird of how the world changed so quickly you know I was uh, you know just telling somebody the story was to me it all started with that press conference on Monday and you know the virus was kind of you know of course it was already a story but uh, it wasn't uh, at the point where people were uh, really you know taking it that seriously where well I don't want to say that it wasn't it wasn't at the point where it was shutting things down let's put it that way and um, and you know Monday we have a big press conference we have all of our fighters there for the next you know six eight fights flew in from all over the world uh tuesday great media tours wednesday you know have some great meetings thursday weigh-ins happen the doctors checking all the fighters making sure they don't have fevers and uh everybody makes weight and then friday we're shutting things down and and uh you know president has emergency uh, uh press conference and and uh it becomes a very very serious it became a very serious thing over that period of that week, and uh, the sports started shutting down, and and the government the government came out, uh, the governor of Connecticut came out and said, you know, no more gatherings of 250 people. So Thursday night we made the decision that we're going to do the event, but yeah, we're not going to uh, uh, have any audience there. Um, and then you know I communicated that to Viacom and saying hey, here's what, here's what we're going to do. So that was the game plan. And then Friday, you know NASCAR shuts down. Uh, it seems like the virus is uh, starting to even affect, you know, the some of our staff. And what I mean by that is, you know, there uh, we had, a, you know, basically had a, 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 you know, a meeting where I said, look, if you guys are comfortable, you know, and I, please, you know, you guys can go home. And and even some of our staff was, you know, was wanted to get home and get back with their families, and it started affecting the team. And and um, uh, you know. When we didn't know what the president was going to say uh, at three o'clock on that on Friday. People thought it was going to be a, a lockdown of domestic travel, and so people started freaking out. How am I going to get home? We had international yeah. fighters, so it started becoming like an uncomfortable situation all the way around. And uh, you know, we, we we decided to shut it down at that point. I want to go back to because no one's really talking about the presser in New York on that Monday. In how seriously were you, just as the boss? Without even really telling anybody, but how seriously were you taking it at that point? Was it like, you know, it's there, but you're not that concerned, or was it? Were you fully concerned and fully aware of everything that was going on at that presser in New York? No, I mean, listen, the, honestly, the you know there was not any uh, quarantine issue in California on that Monday, and you know they had like a, I want to say that Monday they had like a hundred cases in. California and New York had like 150 cases, but it was growing. And what we didn't know was how fast it was growing. Yeah. And um, we didn't know that, you know, that, you know, all the details we had towards the end of the week. Then, you know, when, 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 uh, you know, uh, NASCAR canceled, Major League Baseball postponed, NBA canceled the season or postponed the season, and, you know, hockey postponed, it was, it was, it was that at that point where you go, okay, this, this is, this is very serious and, and we better, we better really think about this. And, and, um, you know, like I said, we could have continued, um, and, and done a fight with nobody there, but at the end of the day, it was really, you know, speaking to the staff and speaking to some of the production people and, you know, they just didn't feel comfortable. And, uh, and that's why we pulled the plug because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, health and safety first, and there'll be another day to fight. And our next fight that we'll promote will be that fight that uh, was at the Mohegan Sun because we got to continue our tournament on the zone uh, for our featherweights, and uh, that was our quarterfinals. And so that's going to be the next event that we we, we uh, promote when when the time is right. 
Now, what was when you know you're you're talking a lot about the staff when you when you got the staff and you got the production people and then they're freaking out and everything like that. Do you what do you do in that instance? Do you call home? Do you see make sure your family's okay, or do you just kind of try to make sure first everyone is okay on the Bellator side, the Zone side, and then then you get back to what's going on in California? No, I'll tell you, I um, had my family with me. Okay, so. It, it was, it was, you know, I just, you know, that, that was a comfort, comforting feeling because if they were back in California and all these things were starting to unroll, you know, roll, you know, basically roll out the way it did, uh, then of course I wouldn't want to get home too. Right? Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, believe me, I, I would say this, and when I say staff, I don't mean, I don't mean just like one, I'm talking about multiple people that we, you know, that are, are you know, backbone of the company, and these people are, are strong individuals, but they have young kids at home, or, you know, they, uh, you know, they have uh, elderly parents at home, I mean, it's, 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 it, was, it wasn't, it just was not a good feeling, you know, to have, uh, you know, that, that situation where, you know, my, my, uh, you know, my, my, some of my key guys, you know, wanted to get out of there, and, and get back with the family, which, you know, is understandable, I mean, look, look and then, and then, you know, three, eight, four days later, we're all on lockdown, that's how seriously got over a period of, you know, six days, seven days. Yeah. You know, what was, you know, I was talking to an independent pro wrestling promoter earlier in the week, and when he talked to the talent and told them, hey, you know, this is what we got to cancel the show, and they still wanted to go. There was, like, he said there were two out of, like, 24 that were uneasy about it, but everyone else wanted to go on. When you're talking to the fighters and you're at the arena, what are the fighters' reaction when you tell them, "Hey, we're gonna be canceling the show"? Yeah, they're not. You know, they're. You know, they want to fight. Fighters want to fight, and they were trained. They had trained, and they were, you know, ready, ready to, 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 you know, go to battle. The issue was, um, you know, when we talked to them, we said, "Look, even, even like Pitbull or White like, but I don't know. What's, I don't know what the president's gonna say at three o'clock. You know, like we might." You might, you might get stuck here because of the travel ban. Like, you know, we, there's, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of uncertainty. So they, I think they all got it, you know, eventually they all got it and they were, you know, they were appreciative that, you know, we we're, uh, you know, looking out for their health and safety first, because at the end of the day, that's really more important than the fight because the fight can happen at another time. Yes. Do they train? I get it. It's, but if, if I don't, if, if my staff doesn't even feel comfortable, then you know, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want you know this this event to. If something should happen, then it falls on me. So we uh, we made the judgment on precaution, and uh, and like I said, you know, we'll, we'll schedule it uh, when this thing finally blows over. Now, you know, a lot of people are commending you because you know you're doing. You're doing a thing where you know you're going to lose money, you know, and so on and so forth. And, you know, but you're getting commended in the fact that you put health and safety first following along the lines of what they're doing in Major League Baseball, what they're doing in the NBA and what, you know, in MLS and NASCAR and and a lot of other sports. And what does it just mean to you on a personal level? Because to me, it shows me that you're just more, and I've been talking to you for years, and you to me, it's always, you're more than a fight promoter. You, you're... You care about the people first, and then the fights come second. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is, you know, this is our, uh, it's like our family, right? We have 30 events a year. You're traveling 30 weeks a year with your team, and the same, even if it's not the same fighters, the same managers, it's the same, you know, trainers, they have just different fighters, and, you know, you, this is like your, your traveling family, and at the end of the day, like if something were to happen, you know, then, then it would have been, you know, oh, you made the wrong mistake. You made the wrong decision. And, and and you know what? It was not an easy decision because these fighters were looking at me going, hey, we want to fight. And, and I said, I get it. But, um, you know, to help them ease the pain of not fighting, we told them we're going to compensate them. And, you know, I think they felt really good about that because some of these fighters only fight, you know, two, three times a year. So they make their money three times a year, and that's it. And we didn't pay them. They would have, you know, they probably wouldn't have fought for three months before or four months before that. Now they're not fighting fight for four months. So that means for eight months, they're not getting paid. So uh, not, the, not just the buyers, but I'm talking the officials, the cut man, 
the uh, you know the judges, the referees, the athletic commissions, uh, the uh, the vendors, the uh, event personnel. Uh, you know, we paid everybody out, and we said, look, this is this way we want to handle it, and we'll make up the revenue uh, at some point during the year. So um, that was that was kind of how I looked at it, and it was an easy decision because paying the athletes was the right thing to do. You know this as well as I do. The sports business is, in a way, it's a, it's a very cutthroat business. It's you know, it's the old adage of financials first, everyone else, everyone else later. Where does that compassion come from on your run? Because you're you're cut from a different breed compared to a lot of other people. You know, um, I mean, you know, I I I feel like you know this is. This is something that I'm responsible for, right? And how would I want to be treated in this sense? Yes, there is a bottom line number that you know that we have to you know you know have to generate. And it is a business. There's a profit and loss at the end of the year. We report up to a big company, um, but you know, to me, at the end of the day, it's revenue that we'll be able to make up at some point, right? And I feel good about saying that. And um, you know. But if someone were to get sick, infected, and have, you know something should happen, I would not. I would not be able to live with myself because I made the call. And you know, numbers is numbers, but this is a people business. You know, business is about people, and uh, that's how I look at it. And you know, this is this is something that I've always believed in, and that's how I run. You know, my five companies. You know, over all the years, and and, and I will say this: in the 34 years of being in the martial art fight business, nothing like this has ever happened. Yeah. Right. So, um, it's it's there's no there's no ground rules for something like this. Yeah, we've had a main event, maybe you know have to drop out, but the fight continued, or you know this person something happened to him, and you know and but the fight the event continues, the event continues to happen. So uh, to cancel an event, this is the first one ever, I think, in the history of, of me being in the fight promotion business, and and it, and it definitely was the right call to make. The feedback has been tremendous in the fact that, you, you know, you went and paid the fighters and in a situation where you could have been like, you know what, screw you, but you didn't do that because, you know, like you said, these guys put in the grind, they put in the work for however long, 8 to 12 weeks of camp. And what was the fighters' reaction to when you told them, hey, don't worry, I'm going to take care of you and you're going to get a paycheck? Uh, they're extremely happy because they didn't know. They didn't know because, it, you know, there's not any, you know, uh, precedent on another being canceled from Bellator or Strike Force or you know you know in the past, so they they you know they didn't know what was going to happen, and so uh, they they were extremely happy because like I said, these guys have to make their money two three times a year, and um, you know we did not want to you know be that guy or that company that didn't take care of their people. You know because I've seen it on social media, and a lot of fighters have been very appreciative, and now. Is that something to wear in terms of paying? Is that something you talked to Viacom about, or is that just something you just said, you know what, I'll, d- I'll let them know later what I'm doing, and you just went and made that call yourself? Yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest, uh, you know, we made a, I made a decision that day, and uh, we started paying everybody out. And, um, you know, what I told the parent company was I said, look, you know, this thing hopefully will blow over soon, and then we'll be able to make the revenue up. And, you know, We'll have a plan ready for you guys when we when we get rebooted. But um, you know, it's you know, it's it's like I said. At the end of the day, this is, we report to a very big company. It's the ownership group is a big company, and you know, uh, we're accountable to them. But uh, I feel really good in making the decision. And I told my team, look, we're going to have to make this revenue up somewhere, and we will. So don't worry, and let's take care of them, and and, and let's just move forward. How do you right now? What do you do? Because I know you're at home. What, what, what are you doing now? Are you still 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 straight? Because I know you got the May 9th show, then the June sixth show here in Chicago, and then you got events going forward, sprinkled on through the rest of you know second, third, and fourth quarter of the year. What do you do? What are you doing right now? Well, I'm, I'm just at home and uh, spending some more time with the family uh, than I normally do, <laughs> uh, and uh, enjoy, enjoy sleeping in my bed. <laughs> I, I must say, it's a nice feeling. Uh, and, uh, and really, I'm just hunkered down, just working on the phone and, and, on, and online and trying to just stay in touch with my team because I said, look, take the week off. 
you know, like take this week off. I'm gonna still stay in touch with the team leaders and 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 that sort of thing. But as far as you know, um, because there's a certain amount of uncertainty of when we'll get the ability to reboot and get going again. Um, just just stay, you know, just stay with your family, spend some quality time, and and I'll be in touch soon. Uh, I have been in touch. I have been in touch with David in the UK and, and talked to uh, our Italian promoters. And, you know, we. We, we, I've been in touch with everybody, and including uh, um, Stephen from Showtime, and and communicate with Icom, and so it's it's you know it's a matter of you know just basically now is the time where I'm I'm trying to you know organize some prep work and and try to create some scenarios, some scenarios as to okay if we get if we get the uh, green light in in uh, in May, then where do we make up this fight? If, if we get if May has to get pushed. Where do we make up those two fights? And then what are the scenarios for the tournament? How will it roll out? So, you know, we're, we're trying to do some modeling and, and uh, figure out uh, how to make this all work before the end of the year. Is trying to squeeze in an additional fight card, is that is that under consideration? Just because, like you said, you know, you're, you you got to make fights up, but you don't want to keep pushing everything back to where the tournament's going in the uh, middle of 2021. Yeah, can you repeat the question one more time? Absolutely. Now, are you, you know, you're saying, you know, because we got the tournament and everything, and you, is that something to where you, are, are you going to try to squeeze in a fight card to where you really didn't have one scheduled? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, it's, uh, you know, you might see a, uh, a heavy fall schedule maybe uh, this year compared to last year because um, if this thing, you know, right now they're saying April 7th is our, our you know, end date in California. Then they came out last night and said it might be indefinite. Yeah. Meaning that it's not going to end April 7th, it might end whenever we say it ends. And, and you know, what's, what's crazy is the first time that I've heard uh, uh, that, uh, you know, they're, they're preparing the National Guard and the military to, you know, to come into California. And so that's, uh, that's going to be a very weird, you know, and, and again, you know, Gavin Newsom who, you know, is making all this happen is saying, you know, we're going to move the military in to help assist, you know, handing, you know passing out food and, and and helping the elderly and some of the homeless and, and all that. But, you know, it's it's almost like, uh, you know, it's going to, we might become a martial law state at some point. And if we have to go through this for a while, then it, it just is what it is. But, you know, that's, that's how crazy it's gotten over the last seven days. So, uh, until all this blows over, we really can't even think about, you know, dates of fights and, and rescheduling yet. Isn't it weird to you? Because like you said, you've been doing this 34 years. You've always been in that mindset of get, scheduling fight cards and preparing fight cards and seeing what, when you can have them, where you can have them, and, and all the logistics that go along with it. Is that weird just for you? Because it's like you really, don't, you really can't do anything because you don't know what's going on. That's right. I'm in a holding pattern right now, but I always said to my staff, like, look, you know, as for waiting, let's, let's sharpen the sword and let's just stay ready. And when we get the green light, we're going to go home. Uh, but um, you're right. There's a certain part of the day where you're, you know, you're basically uh, not moving 120 miles an hour, like maybe you would have been last week or the week before. So uh, that's, that's kind of what it comes down to is, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of in a holy pattern right now, but, uh, you know, we're cautiously optimistic that uh, this will have a shelf life, and then we'll do this, and go back to business as usual. Is it is it a blessing, in a way, because now you don't have you don't have to worry about an April card. You you guys, it went from, and it was perfectly spaced out, and you probably didn't imagine it that way, but it seems like it works out good for you guys, because now you don't have a show till May 9th to wear maybe you can have a show instead of having to worry about maybe having to cancel on April. Yeah, the schedule actually, um, if, if this, you know, if we can get out May 7th and then, I'm sorry, April 7th, and they stick to that date and they start allowing sporting events to happen again, then it'll be perfect because, you know, May 9th is still on the books. May 9th is still at the San Jose Arena. And, uh, you know, if they have limitations, we don't know yet. It's just a certain amount of uncertainty because what happens if they say, okay, you can go May 9th, but you can't have any crowd, you know, or you can't have over 250 or 500 people, or 1,000 people. You know, there, it, there's just a certain amount of uncertainty. But, but yeah, you're right. We do, in the schedule, there was this, you know, six-week break, 
seven week break that we're in right now that we don't have, you know, we, we didn't have anything scheduled. And so there's not a, a lot of events to cancel. Let's say like the UFC has to cancel these three, the next three fights. And then, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the Khabib fight. And then, you know, they might be canceling fights for the next six weeks because they have a lot of fights scheduled for, uh, you know, for March and April. You know, you no, know, and you're exactly right. And what do you do? Like, what do you want? What does Scott Coker watch on TV right now? Because, like you said, you're home. You're, you're at the wife. You're with your you're with your family. Like, what do you watch right now? That's not a fight. I, I've, I've been watching a lot of Devo. <laughs> uh, Walking Dead. I love that show, Walking Dead. And uh, I've been watching uh, the reruns of uh, not the reruns, but like uh, near uh, on my VOD, I have Yellowstone. So I've been watching Ooh, some of the old episodes. Nice. Um, I have a field team on CBS, and, um, you know, I, basically, I've been watching a lot of TiVo, uh, and, and just staying home, and, and, and think about this, you, you, we have to order food to be delivered, uh, otherwise, you know, we can't go out to a restaurant here, you know, we can't go out and eat, so, you, you really are at home, like, this really, you cannot leave the house unless something that's essential. Because it was, and, re- you know, I, no, I go ahead. out there playing golf. Oh, I'm very mad about that, Scott. I, I'm like, I'm a big, I'm an avid golf guy like yourself, and it's like, they say you can't go anywhere. I'm like, God, I can't like go to the driving range. I can't even chip. I can't go putt. I can't do. I can't do anything. It's like I had to get my breakfast delivered yesterday, Scott. My breakfast, where I can go to Dunkin' Donuts, grab my coffee, grab some donuts for my wife and my two boys, and I have to have someone deliver my Dunkin' Donuts. It's getting out of hand already. But I tell you, it's, it's just a different time. I mean, you know, like we have to have, you know, uh, you go to the store, there's no, there's nothing there. It's like yeah. these shelves are completely empty. And so, um, you know, you're basically having to order food right now until, you know, everybody stops, you know, hoarding, hoarding their purchases at the supermarket. <laughs> but, um, you know, they should, they should make limitations of how many items they can take, but... It's it's really weird. So people are panicking. They're, they're buying, you know, probably five years worth of toilet paper, right? <laughs> and I'm like, guys, we're gonna be fine. I mean, it's you know, just relax. In a, <laughs> I don't even know where to go for there. And a couple more questions, Scott. And thank you so much for the time today. It's really appreciated. And you talked about your competition across the street a little bit earlier, and they've been getting a lot of flack because they did run a show on Saturday. And from from the promoter standpoint. Can you understand why their show aired on Saturday? Or are you of the mindset of, you know what, discretion's the part of, part of valor, let's look out, fighter safety and staff safety should be above anything else? Yeah, and the whole thing is, honestly, it's like, look, they have a business to run, and, you know, I'm not involved in their business. And, you know, to me, fighter safety, staff safety, you know, it will always come first, and... You know, I'm not I'm not sure what safety measures they're going through, what the precautions that they're taking. So I really can't comment on that. But you know, for me and how we run our company, that that's always going to come first. And one more question on that topic, and I, I just want to ask this point blank: Did it surprise you they ran a show last Saturday? Um, you know what? I like I said, it's I don't have all the information. Yeah. Um, and I know that you know. I'm sure they're taking some steps to, to, to uh, you know, to make it safe for the people. I just don't know. So, you know, I, uh, you know, I know that the next three shows are canceled, uh, and they're trying to get some other shows done. But, you know, to me, it's, uh, you know, I, I just don't have enough information to make a comment on that or not because I'm, I don't know what they're doing. No, absolutely, and. And we'll end with this. And what and what do you, what do you want to say to the fans of Bellator right now? What what's the best advice Scott Coker can give all the fans on Bellator that watch on DAZN, watch on Paramount, and everywhere else? Listen, we have tons of programming and fights uh, on the DAZN app. You can go watch it, and uh, we have a, a bunch of stuff on the app, a bunch of stuff on the YouTube channel, and there's just a lot of great programming out there. And continue to watch, uh, you know, the the older programming and the old fights and the old events, and and be patient, and we'll be back soon when the time is right. I did. That was gonna be my last. But I did have one more because it just popped in my mind when you were talking. And sure, Mike Chandler has been talking, you know, and he's on the last fight of his deal coming up with the June sixth fight against Benson Henderson. And 
how much does Michael Chandler mean to Bellator, and how much and how much do you want to keep him in the fold? Well, you know what, Michael has been one of the pillars of Bellator. Uh, you know, in, in the uh, in the beginning days, and he had some great fights here. Uh, and as you know, he's a free agent. And what we're going to do is we're going to go back and evaluate all his past ratings, and, and his, you know, and his the metrics of what you know how the business operates, and 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 uh, and what I will say is, you know, we'll evaluate based on that. And at the end of the day, uh, we will keep and have kept the fighters that have moved the needle for us. And and we will continue to keep the fighters that move the needle for us because that's our core business. And we'll do we'll do an evaluation of where Michael's at, and then we'll just we'll decide what we think is fair. And, uh, you know, but uh, we're going to base it off of true metrics and analytics and. Uh, and uh, you know we'll have a, a good a good baseline of, of what that is uh, because at the end of the day, like I like always said, you know, like we're going to keep the fighters we want to keep, and you know the fighters that we are going to keep are the ones that really move the needle for us. And we'll end with that. And Scott, thank you for taking time. I know it's a hectic time for all of us, so thank you for taking some time out. It is really appreciated. Hunker down, Scott. Keep ordering that food and make sure you buy no more toilet paper. And we'll talk soon. Yeah. And- you know, next time uh, uh, we have an event, maybe Chicago, we'll have to go golfing. Now, Scott, now see Ryan. I hope Ryan, you better be listening, Ryan, because we, <laughs> Ryan, we gotta, we're gonna have to set this up now. We could do a little. I can get the zone team. We can get the camera guy, and we can get videotape. Hey, Scott, I'm down, my friend. So hopefully, we can get that show in June, and we can get in 18 holes. Let's do it. Uh, all right, Scott, take it easy, buddy, and talk soon. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. Thanks, David. All right, thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Take care, man. All right, you too.